everyone. Welcome back to the Whole Home Podcast. And I just have to take a second to get excited because we made it. You are listening to the fourth episode. And my husband, Ryan, who has his own podcast, says apparently 70% of podcasts disappear after three. So I'm pumped. But seriously, I'm even more pumped about my guest tonight. I am beyond excited to share the table with one of my closest friends, Callie Blackwell. Hi, Callie. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) And we, uh, yeah, anyway, having you here is like a hug and really and truly. And I'm going to get a little sappy for a second. You can get sappy. It's okay. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to do it. I don't really acknowledge things like this, um, but I'm currently praying to not only think of good and kind things to say about others, but actually say them out loud and maybe to their faces. I don't know. (laughs) But um, I just said that your presence is like a hug to me. And um, there's something about your hugs, Callie Jean. Um, I think God has given you like superpower arms or something. And the first time that you hugged me, and even though I don't actually remember like that moment, I remember in general, um, I was like, you jolted me. I was like, what is this? Like, I don't touch people like that. And you changed me with your hugs. And um, in a way, I feel like I learned about love through you because like in your mind, I feel like hugs are for everyone. (laughs) It doesn't matter (laughs) who you are. You're just like, get in here. (laughs) But, and like complete love is love given, but it's also love received. And so like just the way that the Trinity ceaselessly gives, but the Trinity, the persons of the Trinity are also like receiving love and not denying its offering. And so I feel like you giving me hugs has taught me how to like receive love and reflect the Godhead more in that way. And I know that's a lot for the beginning of a podcast, but I feel like I just had to say that. It's very um, sweet. <laughs> to you. And then ironically, I was talking to another lady today and she did not even know that this was on my mind. And she said the exact same thing about you. And oh I like, freaked out. <laughs> and I was like, oh, how did you know? Like, I'm going to say that too about, about your hugs. Um, so apparently God is using you oh. and your love and your hugs, your arms, <laughs> your magic arms. Um. But anyway, it just seemed like a good opportunity to express that I love you very much. And um, like just by being you, like you changed me. So anyway. I love you too. I love you. (laughs) It's really sweet. So we've known each other for a minute now. Mm -hmm. Would you say like, I'm trying to remember, was it like 2011? Mm -hmm. It was because the first people we ever met. Uh were Doug and Jess okay who are still some of our closest friends today and the first people they told us about at Remnant were you and Ryan oh my gosh yeah okay so that's crazy see I remember you at my daughter's second birthday party and I don't I was talking to Gareth about this because I don't remember the first time I ever met you but I remember going to Ava's second birthday yes with Katie Cortez yes and uh holding um, I think maybe I was holding Cademan Harger when he was tiny because I know that Misty was there too. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like forever ago. Forever ago. Because even then, somehow you were like this mysterious couple too who lived with the Simpsons. Yes. I don't even know why like my brain didn't That was connect. a few years later. But yeah, we lived with the Simpsons for a summer. Yeah. 
because they're they've been always been a huge blessing to our family <laughs> yeah and then you were across from the piles mm-hmm. which that was a huge blessing yeah. too yeah. megan came to church one sunday and said you know anybody who wants to rent a house for six hundred dollars and i said yes yes <laughs> <laughs> and you helped me move into that house yeah oh my gosh that's so crazy and now fast forward you're like a sister to me which is just wild how did that happen um so callie jean i'm gonna say more sappy stuff <laughs> just like to prime everybody up. <laughs> I can't help it. But I have to say this. I just um, love and admire so many things about you, um, including how you're a bringer inner of people. And I made up those words, <laughs> bringer inner. But somehow I have observed you do this no matter what the person's personality is. Like, it sounds weird to say, but this is the best I can do. Like somehow like you're maintaining your identity and theirs at the same time. Like you just welcome people. Like it doesn't matter who they are. And um, as I was thinking about this, I thought even me, like I would say that we're different in a lot of ways, you and I, and that you just have a welcome, we are family kind of attitude about you, like a mentality. I don't want to say attitude. I think it's just part of your makeup. And I think that's the heart of Jesus. So um, and then also you have a, a strong loyalty and you stand up for what you believe in, it's which <laughs> makes me say, I want to be more like that. And, um, and you have a beautiful laugh. I just love it. And I love you. And I'm excited to learn more things about you that I, I don't know. So let's dig up some memories. <laughs> so this is the soil section of the podcast. And I'm just going to ask Callie a whole bunch of questions about her past, starting with where did you grow up, Callie? I grew up in Mississippi, and I feel like that's something people learn about me really quickly because yes. it's super <laughs> important. So sorry if I've bombarded people with all of my uh, where I'm from talk, but in my mind, it's super important. Um, I grew up in northeast Mississippi, so we were 10 minutes from Tennessee, 10 minutes from Alabama. Um I was born in North Mississippi. I was raised in North Mississippi. I Mm -hmm. went to school in North Mississippi. And it's the only other place I've ever lived besides Richmond. So it's super important to me. It's where all the, a lot of major things happened in my life. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I grew up in a very rural town, in a very rural county, in a very rural region Mm -hmm. of the state. And the the whole state is very sparse. The same amount of people in the state, three million in Mississippi are the same amount of people in the metro Richmond area. Oh, if that gives you any, <laughs> that totally does. Is a, yeah. So um, I grew up in basically the middle of the woods. Um, grew up around family on both sides. Lots of land, but could you know still walk to their house. Mm-hmm. Um, all of my family lived in the same town. Four sets of grandparents. What? Uh huh. Um, and that's what we had. That is so special. It is so special. Um, all grandparents, all of the grandparents were very different. Yeah. So it was, but they all helped raise me. And my aunt was always very, and still is very close with my family. And my sister were just blessed with like living out in the middle of nowhere and mm-hmm. like having goats and dogs yeah. and outside cats and playing in the woods and mm-hmm. making mud pies and like doing all those things. Yeah. yeah. Do you, I know the answer to this, so it's so silly asking you, but do you ever go back there, Callie? Uh, yes. <laughs> we actually were just there um, in South Mississippi because that's where my husband's parents still live. So 
we go back there fairly often mm-hmm. because we want to, I mean, obviously stay connected to our family as much as possible. So we, we do travel back there very often and my kids love it. Do you become a different person when you go back there? A little bit. I know that my accent comes out way more. Yeah, I'm <laughs> waiting for it to happen as you're thinking about um, Mississippi. Yeah. I'm like, How's she going to say it? Uh, it slips up every once in a while for sure. Um, and Gareth kind of like poke at me. Yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't bother me. I think it's funny. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of something to make you say at some point in the podcast that's Mississippian. I don't know. I don't know. It's country. I don't know. We'll think of it. All right. <laughs> how would your parents have described you um, when you were younger? Um, wild. Okay. Hot and cold. My mama always said that I was the most lovingest child ever or yeah. the most like hellish child ever. I was the sort of kid who like, I was the crazy kid in Walmart kicking and screaming. Oh, like man. that was me. I, I threw some <laughs> like serious temper tantrums. Um, I, I've always been a little fiery. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, my parents, I think I was a lot to handle. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. So, who, how are you in the sibling line? You weren't the only child. So. I have a sister who's two and a half years older than me. Um, we're very close. It was just the two of us, but okay. she was always the really chill kid. I was always the like, not <laughs> Back chill to the kid. <laughs> <laughs> and how would she describe you though? Cause I feel like maybe as the big sister, she probably, I don't know. We have our minded. own sister language. So yeah. like we always, I always kind of boss her around a little bit okay. like growing up. Um, but I don't know. We've always kind of had a special sister bond. Like, yeah, two years is pretty close. Yeah, yeah like we always kind of spoke our own language, and we still have our own inside jokes. And would she play with you like out out in the woods or? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, and we had. I used to wake up on Sunday mornings, and she would give me coloring lessons before church. Oh, wow. And we I've had, never heard of those before. Oh, me neither. <laughs> I'm sure it was something we made up. And then she, we had these like. Disney princess tents that we used to play in all the time. We'd play yeah. Barbie dolls together. We'd go out in the woods together. I mean, we were always together. So even though we we did fight a lot as uh-huh. kids, like I remember that. Like we used to get into a lot. But as that, we kind of got out of that like selfish kid mode. Like we just became really good friends. Yeah. Yeah. Would you? Um. What was I going to say? Oh my gosh, my brain. Well, anyways. So you were close to her growing up. Did you, you said you probably had like cousins around and stuff. Were you guys like always doing stuff together? A little bit. I mean, we, so we were kind of in a weird spot because we had older cousins. Mm -hmm. um, And uh, just on my mom's side, we had older cousins and then we had younger cousins. So when we got together at family functions, like we would all play, but like I was 11 whenever my next oldest cousin was born gotcha so we my sister and i kind of just took care of them we would babysit them you know play change diapers we did the whole nine yards with them as little babies but yeah but they were always around and we were always you know super fun to be around them yeah so for a city girl like me um what did you do 
on the farm like did you wake up at the crack of dawn like I'm just totally like no I've always this idea you know or something. I, I say that I don't really know if I would call it a farm but that's probably the best way to describe it to somebody because mm-hmm. there were a lot of animals around um, because my granddad was a field trial man and he was very good at it and mm-hmm. so field trials involve horses bird dogs and he raised quail and he raised dogs as well so there were lots of animals yeah. so i did ride horses growing up but not like a ton which i regret yeah um so cool grew up feeding horses hanging out with dogs and birds and animals of all sorts but i definitely slept in a lot as a kid too <laughs> yeah you probably have this um special longing to see that landscape i bet it is definitely permanently imprinted on my mind yeah and i love it and miss it a lot yeah it's it sounds really special um one day you'll see it (laughs) yes please lord please do you have a favorite childhood memory you could pull out i will say i love um I don't know why I'm getting emotional, (laughs) but I just, I do love where I'm from Mm -hmm. and I do love, um, sorry. (laughs) It's okay. I mean, especially as you see your kids and having just taken them recently, you probably put yourself back in their even shoes and remember. Well, for me, it's hard to parse out the things that, um, my grandparents were a part of that are no longer excuse me Mm. that are no longer there so yeah I basically grew up in two spots I grew up on that land with my grandfather and I grew up in my mama's beauty shop and these are the grandparents who were married and separated and got remarried so I grew up growing going to my grandma's beauty shop Every day after school, I would get a dollar out of her um, cash register. Yeah. And I'd go to the Benton Den down the street, which if you don't know what a Benton Den is, no. it's literally <laughs> is a grocery store that's like, it's kind of like food, food salvage. Okay. So <clears throat> it's With like, Mississippi flair. <laughs> yeah. So you'd go in and there'd be like a can of something that had a dent in it and so they sold it for cheaper and so i love <laughs> that you did that after school yeah every day i would go get a dollar at a mama's cash register walk down the street because she worked on was called front street mm-hmm. and um so my mom worked on front street on one end at a lawyer's office we'd walk from the middle school across the railroad tracks up mm-hmm. the hill to front street which is like the main downtown area drop okay. our book bags drop to mama's beauty go to mama's beauty shop get the dollar say hello <laughs> get our snack at the bitten dent which usually oh involves like a 50 cent coke and a 50 cent candy bar you mm-hmm. know real healthy stuff and then go back to the beauty shop and just listen to, to gossip maybe all the gossip because <laughs> so mama fun. always did uh the blue haired ladies perms oh like gosh. you know once or twice a week that's the hair she did she did it for 30 years. It is amazing. And it's we'd amazing. hear all this crazy stuff and we'd like read old Reader's Digest. Oh my, oh my gosh. Reader's <laughs> or, like, Digest. old TV yes. guides, like all of these things. Yes. And that's what we did until mom got off work at five. And it was great. Oh my gosh. You just triggered a memory in me. My grandma would keep, yeah, like Reader's Digest and something called like Archie and Veronica uh-huh. comic 
books all over her house and that was like yeah the thing yeah. i loved to i used read to really those. love reading the cheers and jeers section in the tv guides oh my and gosh <laughs> so let's watch what she had in her yeah. beauty shop and she had these display windows in the front and a lot of the times she would decorate them because mm-hmm. she was that sort of lady who like always had the easter stuff out at easter mm-hmm. or the you know valentine stuff out at valentine's in her house and she would do that at the shop too and but if she didn't have anything in there, we would get up in there with her mannequin heads oh, no. with like the wig pieces and do the hair <laughs> and just sit up in both windows, me and my sister, and like just sit there. So where everybody could see us oh, my doing hair. And that was just so That's laid so back funny. and like she'd let us get away with just about anything. Oh my god. So what what time would you get picked up? Five when mom got off work. Yeah. Yeah. And she mom always funny. shut down the shop and mom would come get us and we'd see her the next day. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Okay, so now let's flip the script. Is there a story that your family likes to tell about you? Oh, gosh. I I know that they like to tell the stories about me being a horrible child because they think they're funny. <laughs> you can pick a nice I'm, story. I, I don't know, but a story they like to tell about me. Gosh. Um, I can get back to it. I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to think of, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that one. I'm sure they have stories to tell. (laughs) (laughs) So what did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be an artist. Oh my gosh. I was dead set on being an artist. So how do I not know that? I don't know. I don't know. I guess, yeah, I guess I've never told you, but I, when I was a kid, I wanted to know how to draw and paint so badly. Oh my goodness. My mom actually is very good at drawing and okay. painting and very creative. Um, yeah, that's just always what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But I never really had the skill set in drawing or painting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always wanted to be an artist and I always wanted to be a writer. So your mom encouraged that then? Yeah. Yeah. Um, she definitely encouraged the writing because she knew that I had a, she saw that I think that I had a knack for it. Mm -hmm. And my dad was always pushing reading on us. Like he would, he would pay us to read in the summers, like that sort of thing. Like he was very adamant about us reading. Mm -hmm. Mom really pushed me to write. And I did a lot of writing whenever I was growing up and in high school. So, man, I didn't realize. So when you would think about yourself as an artist, would you think like? illustrator or was there like someone that you saw that you're like I want to do that I didn't really know like I just really loved being creative yeah even as a kid making you know all the things that kids make and arts and crafts and such but so what would your mom get for you like did you have crayons did you have pencil like I had all the things like my mom kept that sort of stuff on hand she always had a cup of paint brushes out okay because she she still to this day redoes furniture for a store that she owns so like she still does those sort of creative things Mm -hmm. um and if you asked her to right now she could paint you something like she's Mm -hmm. a very quietly talented woman sometimes like my mom's super talented (laughs) um so yeah she would just let me just fool around yeah as long as i cleaned it up i forget (laughs) i forgot about that about you which i think you should say something about your mom's shop yeah yeah so my mom, like I said, is a, is a woman of many talents. And I think she probably could seem a little intimidating because mm-hmm. she's kind of the woman who can do it all. Mm-hmm. Like she's crazy talented. 
Um, she's done these. She was a paralegal for many years, and now she works as a at a bank um, as the executive assistant for this executive wing in this regional bank. But that's her passion has always been to own a sh- a shop in town, mm-hmm. like right around the corner from where she used to work and my mama used to work. Mm-hmm. She and her really good friend opened this. It's basically an antique mall. They call it the Curated Cottage. They have vendors who come in and sell goods. And she runs this shop. And it is just the most magical place because yeah. it has all these treasures in it. And she's just a kind of a – she's just so deeply set in her community and loves her community. Mm-hmm. She's, like, on the – she's, like, doing – trying to open up a farmer's market in town. And she's, like, doing all these things. That's and so cool. She owns this business and she just believes – in what she's doing yeah. for her town. Yeah. And she always has. So, but I feel like now she's in a place in her life where she can do it. So my mom is really cool. <laughs> yeah. She, yeah. She is definitely. Yeah. And what did your, what is your dad's profession growing up? So dad worked on Norfolk Southern Railroad for 30 plus years. Mm-hmm. So he was a laborer. So he did all sorts of stuff. He did lots of manual labor, lots of flagging. His job changed a lot. But it was a lot of like backbreaking work for many, many years. Mm-hmm. Um, and he um, kind of, <laughs> well, he was kind of made to retire because he had an injury. Um, but since then has just been like maintaining the land that my parents mm-hmm. live on. Like all summer long, all he does is like mow pretty <laughs> much from <laughs> one, one summer long. plot of land <laughs> from mowing to bush hogging to garden maintenance. But right now he's actually taking care of my nephew for part of the week. So yeah, he's just a right. really Your flexible, sweet man. <laughs> had her first baby. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm just even just thinking about how your parents have obviously influenced you and like I feel like if you could own that shop in Richmond you would own that shop that your mom has like (laughs) I think my mom and I are a lot of like in that way like we see the benefit and the like fulfillment of doing something like that I would Mm -hmm. love to own a shop like that one Mm -hmm. day like it and just meet whoever comes in and just say hey it would be such fun work and you can tell she it's a lot of work but she has so much fun yeah oh I love it um so when you were growing up were you involved at school like did you said you did the arts in school what like clubs or so I sort of was a little bit of an overachiever in school um I was that kid (laughs) who was in all the clubs um I mean but I kind of ran the gamut so Mm -hmm. like I did band which I eventually kind of dropped out of because I didn't want to be a, like a social pariah, which is really <laughs> stupid because I have a lot of fear of man stuff. Um, but I I was involved in music. I was involved in theater. Um, I was on yearbook every year. Yeah. I was a yearbook editor. I was in beta club, anchor club. I don't even know you what know, you're saying all anymore. All the things. <laughs> um, I don't even know. I, I did all the clubs because I just wanted to be – I think at one point I was in history club, which basically meant nothing. I was a part of this. (laughs) But you also love people or did that kind of form later or were you just like a doer or, but I don't know. What do you mean? When you're younger, like, I feel like now you would be like, just want to do those things because you love people, but you're saying you're overachiever. I just wanted, I just, yeah, I've always been a doer, Mm -hmm. but I, I don't know. I think I 
felt, at least in high school, that I had to do those things to feel important and mm-hmm. set apart. So I excelled in school and I wanted to excel in all the things, which was, I don't know. Did you ever run for office? I did. Yes. <laughs> I was. Did you have a poster? Oh, I'm sure I did. Oh my gosh. I was junior class president and I wanted to be senior class president. Totally dodged a bullet because yeah. I don't have to plan a reunion. Praise God. <laughs> um, but I wanted to just do all of those things. Yeah. I was part of like the helpers that helped the baseball team. Like I traveled with the baseball team. Like did like I did all the things. Yeah. That's fun. What were your school colors? Just for uh, fun. We were the TCHS Braves and we were blue and silver or blue and white yeah so any other fun memories from high school you done with that do you miss high school because some people are like gosh I can't wait to get back like I think I look back on it now and like laugh a lot about you know a lot of silly stupid stuff Mm -hmm. but like I never miss it (laughs) yeah same but you yeah if you did all those things you probably like new teachers like do you keep up with anybody? I don't know. There's yeah. only one friend that I keep in touch with. And she's been my, she's been the friend that I've had the longest in life. Like I've known her since I was one, mm-hmm. wow. Ashley, and we still talk. That's um, cool. Yeah, it is cool because she's a cool lady. <laughs> um, so when did you first start to feel like you were like growing up, like growing out of your house, like becoming an adult? Mm. I'm sure I felt like I was an adult before I actually was an adult. But were you allowed to drive at 16? Like, I was. Yeah. And I had to because my sister was at college at that point. So I had to be able to drive because, you know, I lived 20 minutes from my high school. So okay. um, everything's real spread out. Um, I'm sure I felt like an adult then, but I, don't, I would say I actually didn't truly <laughs> feel like an adult until probably after penny was in the world yeah like yeah. i feel like i played around as an adult for a very long time yeah but like truly taking on the responsibility of adult until after i had my first kid yeah yeah going back to your car what did you drive oh my gosh i drove a white dodge neon okay which <laughs> at the time i was very ashamed to drive but looking back i'm like praise god my parents had the ability to buy me and my sister a car because it was the car that we shared yeah I um I lived across the street from my high school so it was like not necessary oh yeah no for me to have a car and oh my gosh the car that I had was it like a mercury cougar that that's embarrassing (laughs) that is so old lady I mean yeah okay so you've had a lot of jobs Mm -hmm. when did you start working um, my f- first job was probably sweeping up hair in my mama's beauty shop. Mm-hmm. But the first, I don't know, the first paid job was probably cleaning my mom's law office. Like I remember distinctly getting paid to do that job and having to do a really good job mm-hmm. um, and do everything. You That's know. a big job for a kid. Yeah. I mean, it was like dusting and vacuuming, taking the trash out. Mm-hmm. And I think I did it once a week. Um like didn't go to mama's shop one day and just stayed at the law office and did that instead but yeah that's the first job first job I think I remember getting paid for and then after that uh, 
through the years? I never really did the babysitting thing. My sister did a lot of that. Um, in high school, I worked as a bank teller for two summers, which was very kind of official, very official and de- definitely felt like a very adult sort of job because I was the only high schooler that worked there in mm-hmm. my hometown. But that was actually a huge blessing because I worked at a, the same bank at a different branch whenever Gareth and I um, were married mm-hmm. and I was in grad school and really needed a job. So oh, man. That's I great. already had that experience. And so it pretty much immediately got me the job. So it was a huge blessing for sure. But I've done I mean, kids programs, doing summer missions. I've done a lot of different. You said summer missions? Mm-hmm. Okay. I did two What's different. What's a summer mission? So summer missionaries in college, um, The I'm sure other denominations do them, but I was very involved in the Baptist Student Union okay. in Mississippi in college. And that is a Southern, that is a, I don't know if it's Southern Baptist or anyway, Southern Baptist um, affiliation uh, student ministry. Okay. And every summer you could apply to be a summer missionary and it's everything from overseas to statewide. And I did it two summers, one summer through the BSU, the Baptist Student Union. And I went to Lake Tahoe and worked 10 weeks at a... Oh my gosh, it's my territory. I loved it so much. It was like one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. And it was such hard work, but it was such cool work. I worked with the kids and the youth. Okay. Um, And did that for 10 weeks. Like what was your role? Just sort of... I was one of 10 or 12 other... Um, female college students from okay. all over the state um, who went and did this. Actually, not just in Mississippi. It was some other states as well, like Louisiana, mm-hmm. southern, like deep south states. So you did you did leave Mississippi then? Yes. For any other reason or just that? Was that your only time when you were younger that you can remember? Like leaving the state? Mm-hmm. I feel um, like that's a really big deal. I, yeah, that young. was probably the first big time. You know, I was, that was the summer after my freshman year of college. The summer after my sophomore year of college, I went to do some church planting with a um, old pastor of mine in Mississippi who had moved to Seattle, Washington. And so I did some, some church planting type stuff with them. Okay. I think it was about six to eight weeks as well. Yeah, those are my big two, like, college excursions, I guess. Um, So I was going to ask you, which I already know the answer is, <laughs> did you go to college? Yes. <laughs> okay. I went to two years of um, junior college, and then I transferred to a four-year university, and then went to grad school after that as well. Okay. Did you? Are you glad that you did that transferred? Mm-hmm. That was sort of the plan all along. I mean, community college is so much more affordable. It was only 30 minutes from where my parents were. Mm-hmm. And my sister sort, my sister and I followed the same track. We both did that for two years and then transferred to Ole Miss, finished our degrees. Yeah. Yeah. And what did you study there? I studied in undergrad. My, my degree is in journalism. Which a lot of people probably don't know about you, I'm guessing. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> So then how did you, how did you choose that? Um, well, like I said, I always loved to write. Um, 
I wrote for the school newspaper and then I wrote for our local newspaper as the like high school beat writer. So every week I had to submit an article to the newspaper that would be published in the newspaper, which was like really good for me actually because I was mm -hmm. already working on deadline. I had, it was not just, an, it was like announcements, but it was also like kind of like my own column. I was going to ask you, was it a yeah, column? It was a column. Ask like Callie? I got to write whatever. Well, it wasn't, it was more like a, this is sort of what I'm thinking through this week. My okay. mom would proof it and edit it and I would fix it and send it to the paper and it was in the paper every week for two years. That is crazy. And it was kind of a fluke that that, that even happened. Mm -hmm. But I also did yearbook all through middle school and high school and loved it. So mm -hmm. those two things sort of set me up for like wanting to, to know more about writing. Yeah. So did you, why did you stop doing it? The two years you said oh it was just my junior and senior year so oh, okay, just okay. Yeah, finishing high school gotcha um so was there a significant turning point in your life somewhere around this time i guess it could be during college or i mean honestly that's such an open-ended question for sure i think two big things i did not want to go to the state school that i wound up going to there were two big state schools um and I just really felt God calling me to go to Ole Miss, which sounds kind of silly, but I just couldn't explain it. Like I had the opportunity to go to either, but I wound up going to the school I did not want to go to school, where I did not want to go to school. And ultimately that sort of set me on a path and trajectory that I'm to, I'm, I'm here today yeah. because of that big decision. Yeah. Um, because I met Gareth because of that as well, or yeah. al along that same sort of path. So um, it is definitely God that was orchestrating and being sovereign in mm -hmm. those ways. Um, so the decision that God was leading me to Ole Miss instead of going to this other state school, I felt way more comfortable at because it's two very different fields. Um, it's yeah. kind of like tech versus UVA. Like mm -hmm. old South versus like agricultural laid back, maybe a little bit more. I don't know if that's yeah. a good analogy. <laughs> um, yeah. Praise God that he doesn't let us go in those. No, you know, for sure. And then, things. yeah, like I said, I met Gareth as well on that journey. So. Yeah. And you what was the other one? You said you had a couple. Those, those, just those two. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Um, so you said you, you mentioned Gareth. Is there like a fun story that you can share yeah I <laughs> I love this story and it never ceases to make me laugh because I met Gareth because it later on she became a dear mutual friend of both of ours but I met Gareth because uh Sarah Myers had to pee oh okay <laughs> so I met this girl in the bathroom at this large uh, Baptist Student Union college conference. Okay. Where like all the Baptist Student Unions would send their students to this conference and, you know, there'd be guest speakers and worship and all this sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. And we had these breakout sessions in the middle of a, you know, after a breakout session, washing my hands, I compliment this girl's hair next to me in the bathroom and I'm talking to Sarah. Mm -hmm. And Sarah, we, you know, where are you going to school next year? Oh, I'm going, you know, I'm at college, community college. I'm going to go to Mississippi State. She's like, no, no, no. If you're doing journalism, you should go to Ole Miss. Yeah. And you should talk to my friend Gareth. Oh, my Here's gosh. Here's Gareth as we're 
walking down the hallway together. And that's oh, when man. I met Garrett. That's so, so crazy. It is crazy that the Holy Spirit can use your bladder to introduce yes. somebody or to just your future husband. Just the habit of being someone who compliments people. <laughs> well, and then on Sarah's on Sarah's, we're sort of similar in the same way that we can kind of strike up a conversation with just about anybody. Mm-hmm. And like that we're yeah. Yes, you definitely can do that. That's why I like having you <laughs> around to help me. Even the other day, I felt like I was relying on you at that dinner. I'm like, oh my gosh, Kelly, say something, say something. All right. Um, so, oh, well, just real quick. Did y'all start dating right away? No. So we, <laughs> this dates us, which I think is funny too, but okay. we met in the fall of 2006 and we would talk on AOL Instant Messenger. Oh my gosh. <laughs> And we would send each other MySpace messages. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yes. MySpace. And so we wound up dating in the summer of 2007 and then okay. wound up getting married two years later in the summer of 2009. Okay. Yeah. Did you have any obstacles you had to overcome through all of, all of that that you can think of? In dating Gareth or oh well that's one spin on it um, (laughs) I just think I'm thinking of I guess yeah just growing growing up I mean anywhere you want to take it like were you a certain kind of personality that you're like I had to learn this lesson or um well you had already said you thought you were possibly going one direction and God's like no we're going over here I don't know I guess um, I will say my college experience was a lot different than I had first anticipated. And Mm -hmm. for a while, I did grapple with that um, because I had one friend in particular. She was like, you're not you're not the same friend that I had before Mm -hmm. you started dating Gareth. And Mm -hmm. that was hard. Um, But it was also it was also a huge blessing because I didn't have to experience some of those really hard college things Mm -hmm. because I already had this man who was actually leading me not into those things who had already kind of gone that rough road. And I didn't, and I, and even from the get go, like he was very easy for me to trust. And it, it was, he was, he was not feeling like he had to give me a certain college experience. Like, we just kind of, from the get-go, like Gareth and I have always just kind of been an easy, natural couple. Like we mm-hmm. didn't have to ever really like go through a lot of fights or like butt heads or anything. Mm-hmm. So I will say my college experience definitely looked different and I did have to grapple with that for a while. But it was a huge blessing that the last two years of my college experience were also spent getting to know my future husband. Mm-hmm. Um who had already gone through all of that, like, kind of crappy college experience yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Does that we, make sense? Yeah, it, it makes sense. So were you guys, you guys were thinking that you were going to get married or you're saying that you guys just always clicked? We so. always knew. Like, I mean, I think from the get-go, Gareth would not have dated me if he knew he told me this. He was like, mm-hmm. I would not have started dating you if I knew that I could not foresee this going toward marriage. And I felt that way as well. But I think he had been in, he had been in some rough relationships before. Mm-hmm. He didn't even, he even told me, he was like, I will not tell you I love you until we get engaged and yeah. this is for real. Which I, 
was hard <laughs> because we definitely felt, you know, a certain way. But he just wanted to make it a commitment to me, a mm-hmm. lifelong commitment. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Gareth and I knew from the get go it was going somewhere. So we definitely treated our relationship. It was never flippant. Mm-hmm. It was it was God kind of like throwing us a softball in some ways. So we're like, here's your forever person. <laughs> we're like, cool. We'll just... <laughs> Did cool. you guys Hit that imagine? Because <laughs> both of you love Mississippi so much. Is that where you thought you were going to be? Yeah, I'm sure at some point we really did. I mean, for a long time we were living in Oxford, where Ole Miss is, mm-hmm. um, University of Mississippi. Gareth was at a pretty sweet teaching spot. I mean, he was getting paid. You know, he was a new teacher. He was not getting paid a ton, but like. Mm-hmm. Oxford's a great place to live, a beautiful place to live. We mm-hmm. had a sweet deal on this house that we were renting from his boss at the school. Wow. Um, it was just a really nice setup. And so my parents were two hours away. Gareth's parents were like, you know, four or five hours away. Go on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Go to a baseball game on the weekend. Like, it was just really nice being married for two years and just kind of living that new married life in a place like that so yeah Yeah. for a long time we were just yeah we're gonna be in mississippi and then somehow you weren't and then (laughs) and then his new dean came in and said you have to go get your phd if you want to go anywhere else Mm. in this profession so So that affected your life too that affected our (laughs) life in ways i could not ever imagine yeah um so yeah we Gareth applied to a bunch of places. He got into VCU. We came to visit, and that was that. We That's moved crazy. here in 2011. Woohoo! Yeah. Um, so this is kind of a hard question. Again, another sweeping question. Um, do you have anything that you kind of wish you did differently, or are you just, yeah? I guess I wish I would have had the wherewithal to know how to appreciate that time in our life Mm -hmm. a little better um in a lot of ways we were really spoiled having family so close Mm -hmm. um living in such a a sweet like I said a sweet little house even though it had its you know fair share of problems like I think I missed appreciating that time in our life yeah because it was easy everything was very easy Mm -hmm. and carefree yeah what what were you doing right again right before you moved so I graduated I graduated college undergrad in 2009 Mm -hmm. and then a month later I got married Mm -hmm. um and so from 2009 to 2011 I one one of those years I did grad school. I did grad school in a year and worked at the that bank I was saying earlier. And mm-hmm. Gareth taught. He taught at Ole Miss for four years. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So looking back, it feels like a lifetime ago when you say all that, even to me, and I'm not even it's not even like my life. life. <laughs> it feels like a lifetime ago. It feels like another life. Yeah. yeah. Is there is it just hard to relate to now? Like, I've, you guys. Are- it is. I've, we've both, Gareth and I have, God has grown us a ton, mm-hmm. a ton, weeded out a lot of those um, 
issues that we didn't even know we had, you know, <laughs> so. But somehow it was the path to be it to was. where you are. It was such yeah. a, <laughs> it's, it, it's, it was such a um, huge grace to us mm-hmm. moving to Virginia. What did you drive then? Uh, I just need so to see in my mind. I, my parents gave me their old, well, it wasn't old at the time. They gave me a Camry. Okay. Um, <laughs> Reliable. Moms. Yeah. I, we loved that car and mm-hmm. we drove it almost into the ground. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's the car we moved to Virginia. In. Yeah. I see. If you don't know this about Gareth and Callie, they like to drive. <laughs> we do drive a lot. <laughs> um, okay. So this is the soil that you came from. Is there anything else that you want to say that maybe you didn't get to say that sort of paints a picture of you in the past? Mm. I don't know. I mean, I just really do love where I came from. It was God's blessing that I grew up in such a a small town, rural place Mm -hmm. with lots of family around. I think that's just a wonderful way to grow up. Not that that's the only wonderful way to grow up, but Mm -hmm. I think that did do a lot of imprinting on me. Yeah. Because family means a lot to me. Yeah. All right. So we are going to close this section with um, some words from Callie and she has um, thought about a lady that she would like to honor today on the podcast um, for her godly virtue and she's going to share who that lady is and then pray for her or say why sure and pray for her and close this out today so the lady I was was talking to my husband about this. He said, there's one clear choice and you know what it is. Mm -hmm. And I said, I know it's Jessica Simpson (laughs) because she's been my, one of my longest and dearest friends in moving to Virginia. And I'm going to try not to cry. (laughs) Um, I love her for so many reasons, but she's always been so self-sacrificial and just loving toward me and my family. Yeah. <laughs> She's, I just remember when Penny was little and she would hold her so tight and love on her so much. And she, they've, and she and Corey have just loved on us in such real, real wonderful ways. <laughs> um, and I'll never, ever forget it. So yeah. Um, let me try to compose myself. Yeah. <laughs> I Take will your prepare. Time. Mm. Lord Jesus. Um, just thank you so much for my sister, Jess Simpson. <laughs> thank you that you have made me the recipient of her great love and care and thoughtfulness and um, <laughs> the best sense of humor. And um, thank you that she's the sort of friend that I can run to with all my questions and worries and doubts. And she points me back to you. Thank you that she is a sister who loves my kids fiercely (laughs) who even has seen them before I have seen them (laughs) um and what a huge great blessing that she gets to be my sister so thank you for her in Jesus Christ's name thank you for listening to the whole home podcast a podcast that displays the unity of sisters in the local church and the way God so wonderfully gives us to each other in our uniqueness and in our sameness for his glory The stories we share weave together as one grand testimony to 
the work of Christ and His faithful presence in the garden of our lives. Remember, the Master Gardener is always at work, so let's yield to Him and grow where we're planted.